So hi, um, today I have a very special guest. I, I am very interested in this guy because he he has a sort of a style of practice that I resonate with that I I aspire to have. He's he's a yoga teacher, a qigong teacher. He's a breath coach, a meditation teacher, free diver, and <laughs> an international model. So I'm not a model, but I think this really um, this really embodies how um, a good way to integrate, you know, different practices and and um, harmoniously. So utilizing and harnessing your body to transcend and develop your mind and your spiritual life. So without further ado, welcome Sky Yang, and I'm so happy to have you here. <laughs> here. <laughs> So yeah, let's begin. We were chatting a while ago about um, your journey. So could you, for the people who are watching this, could you get us through again um, your journey uh, in your yoga, Qigong practice, how you came into this uh, lifestyle? So um, basically, I started out very just on the physical side. So about working out martial arts and then slowly I guess as you mature you come deeper within the different aspects of the practice and then you start to to go inward so once so the way I see it is that um it's very hard for me to talk about mind body and soul um as a separate thing at this moment obviously yes that we all start out at one dimension so in the journey of um so basically all of this that we're doing um we're trying to find happiness right happiness in our daily lives that's what we want everything that we're doing every single day so we all come from different dimensions it's not that one is better than the other it's not saying like oh because i meditate i'm better than you who are just working out i'm more you know, I'm more spiritual or anything like that. No, some people can, can find meditation through movement and some people, right? So everybody has their own thing going on and it's all just one, the, the same thing going into the same center, going into happiness, finding happiness, do one thing. So um, basically what we are now is putting the mind, body and soul together. And that's my... That's where I'm at, at my journey. But when I started out, it was more on the, the physical, where I just like everybody else, I started not knowing anything. And then I just started doing yoga for the stretch. And then I slowly got deeper naturally on my, on my own without knowing anything. And then later on found out by reading that, you know, it all connects. And so here we are, you know, after all this time. But yeah, but um, my journey to teaching is also very... Um, it's not, it's unusual for me. I, 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 I'm, I'm not sure if this only happened to me, but so I'm just sharing my own experience. Okay. I'm pretty sure that I'm sure like the people out there have experienced the same or even more intense experience, but this is just myself. So, um, after I started doing the physical yoga asanas and postures slowly connecting to my connecting inward i came back to meditation and then when i came back to meditation i was meditating a lot at the time and um so my mom would say like oh you know when you're young like you used to meditate with your grandma like yeah. when i leave you with home after i see you guys meditating and i was like i never knew that you know that's something that i didn't know as well and um so I came, I, but I came back to meditating and of course, just like everybody else at first, I didn't know what I was doing. And so I started to search on my own reading and finding teachers, finding masters and gurus of, you know, whoever can teach me. Right. And then, so I started to do transcendental meditation. Mm. And I started, I started, when I went to, I, no, no, no. I, I started with Zen meditation. I went to the Ocean Sky Zen Temple, 
near um, Wilson Street, Little Baguio. Yeah, so oh, this temple there, the Taiwanese monks and nuns, they came and they built a temple and then it's for free. Everyone can go and, and take it. So I started from there and I started doing the meditation. And that's my, where my, so yoga led me to the Zen temple to meditate. And then after that, about like two to three years or so, I then went to Transcendental Meditation where I met a teacher here. And then um, it got me really deep, the meditation. Where Whatever I felt was just out of this world. So I was meditating. Uh, my teacher was there with me inside. Um, we were one-on-one. -on -one, and I was sitting there, and I was getting zoned in. And then I felt really deep into wherever I was. Like, it was so deep that it's like dark. You know, you would see darkness, like abyss, right? Like dark, darkness, deep darkness. And you would think that when you go down there, it would be, it would be dark and cold and scary, right? Like, if you think you're swimming down, like, the, the ocean, and it would get darker and darker, right? And you would think, like, oh, it's going to be cold and scary. But no, when I went down there, it was surprisingly really warm. And I felt like I was floating, like I was suspended in space. So it didn't feel like I was deep in water. It felt like I was deep in space, but I was floating. I felt like I was floating physically. I didn't feel my body, but I know that I was floating somehow. And I felt that there, it's not just that there was no I. There was still I, but I was with all. I felt like I was connected to everything. And I felt like I was, I was love. I was like, I was compassion, hope, faith, all of it. And I was just feeling like I was one with everything. And so it was total silence and there was nothing, no sound at all. It's just me and the feeling, right? And that rushing feeling of all that is going on. And then all of a sudden I said to myself, whoa, wait, what's this? What's going on? And then when you came out already, when you, when you start to analyze, that's when you came out. And then I was like, <gasps> I was not breathing for a long time. And then, um, so I was like, I, I came out and I was shocked. Like I was, I was panting and then I was asking my teacher, like what, what happened? And he was like, oh yeah, so you almost wasn't breathing for a while. Because yeah. um, he was watching me doing it. And so, and then, and, and so yeah, so I was like, okay, so what? Because I knew I wasn't asleep. That wasn't sleep. And he said, no, that wasn't sleep. It was just really deep into your meditation. So um, after I feel all that, after I came out, things start to change. The way I see things start to change. You know, um, little things start to not get to me anymore. And I start to feel the way I see things starts to change. Every, everything starts to change. The perspective shifted. And so I thought, you know, I need to, I want to take this um, to people, to more people. And even if I didn't, I wasn't able to, you know how when you, when I just, I think that being enlightened is, is, um, it's just too vast for us to grasp, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. so you will not be able to take it back with you. Yeah, you even, even, even if you touched it. You came back, you won't be able to get anything back because it's just, it's everything, you know? And so, but I want to take people there to see it, you know? So, because um, I had this uh, story during this, um, I think it's a Lazada Live meditation with Urban Ashram, where I was telling the story about how, um, um, so there was like, this group of wizards, like wizards and like, how do you say, um, uh, prophets and all that, like long ago, all right? Wizards and prophets and all of that, mystics and all of that. They all gathered for the last time because people start to have greed, jealousy and all of that, right? And then they all gathered and they said that we have to hide um, heaven 
all right? So heaven was on earth, okay? But they have to hide it now. Because if, um, if people start to find out this place, they would, they would be um, too selfish to share, right? They would destroy the place, like we do with everything, nature and everything, we destroy it, right? And we, we, would, we would obviously uh, capitalize on it once we find it, right? So, so they said, okay, so now what do we do? And then, so one of the, the, the wizards that said, okay, you know, I have, a, I have an idea, let's put it into the sea. You know, no one will ever find it deep inside the sea, you know, below the sea. And then they were thinking for a second, one of them said, no, no, one day they're gonna create a, a machine that can go underwater and eventually find it, bring it back up, put it into a museum and call it, you know, whatever, right? And then, so I said, okay, then what then? So another, another wizard came out and said, okay, I know. Um, we get it and put it into the highest mountain. No one will ever reach the highest, the highest peak of the highest mountain. So um, they thought about it for a bit and they said, no, no, no. People are like ants walking all over the earth. One day they're gonna climb up, climb up to the highest mountain. They're gonna put a flag on it and they're gonna call it theirs as well. Yeah. Then, then what? It's okay, we can shoot it in, in, we can shoot it to the moon. No one will ever be able to get it, right? And then um, they said, no, no, no. One day they're, they're gonna shoot all the way up. They're gonna go all the way out there and they're gonna get it. They're gonna bring it back and they're gonna display it to the world. And it's okay, then what then? So they were like really, you know, um, having a hard time with it, right? And then the oldest and the wisest um, of them all came out and said, okay, I know, I know what to do. We can put, we can put, um, heaven in, inside them. Wow. So basically, what because we will never we look around for, for happiness everywhere. Okay, we would look for, we would we think like if I get to that split, I would I would feel happy, I would be enlightened. If I if I do handstand, I would get it. I would finally understand, you know. Or if I travel to 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 Paris, I would have, find happiness. If I go to the States, if I go anywhere, Bali, wherever, right? And then, then they found out that once they get there, they're the same, you know? But the real journey is going inward. You know, you'll find that happiness going inward. And so through movement, through stillness, and through harmonizing with the nature, with, um, from your movement and stillness, harmonizing with nature around you, going inward, that's where you find sustainable happiness. You know, it's not something that you constantly go out and chase this. I, I want to get this job. I want to get that job after. I need to earn this amount of money. I need to get this car, this house and stuff like that. No, once you find happiness from within, you have no need to go outside for outside to va validation from outside to give you that happiness. And so that's where, where whichever um, way you're going from movement, you still go there. You still get there. You still go deeper. Once you, once you have a certain level of mastery, you're going to go deeper. That's for sure. If you stay in stillness, you go into a certain level of mastery, you, you would get there, you know? So there are many, many, many ways to get into to, to the center, to that happiness. And um, for me, it's about the mind, body, and spirit has to come together, you know? It's, it's, it's like uh, the essence of it all, like, like, you know what yoga means, right? The union. Yeah, yeah. The union of the mind, body, and soul. If you would do just one, you would still get there, but it'll take you a long time. If you do just yoga asanas, you would get there. But, it'll, but you would slowly, you have to understand slow, slower than, than you would if you already know the mind, body, and soul has to come to one together as you do, as you do them. If you do one at a time, that would still that that could be that would still work, but it will take you lifetimes of journey to go through it, and um, and that's okay. There's no rush. We 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 all start from where we can, and we all start from where we're at, and that's normal. That's absolutely fine. And you know, a lot of us came many lifetimes in this journey, and that's the reason why sometimes some people are naturally already inclined to to this to the spiritual journey 
sometimes some people are already probably flexible, maybe because they have done a lot of yoga in their last life and now they find a different aspect of it, you know. Uh, I wouldn't know, maybe, but I'm sure some gurus would know, but I wouldn't know. I only know that my own truth is um, that the mind, body, and spirit has to come together for us to find the harmony and find, um, to be closer to being stress-free, being yeah. more balanced in our daily life. Yeah. That's very beautiful, very beautifully said. And I really agree. And um, I guess I suppose that's how you came to, you know, try out different disciplines because even though they're they're different, you know, physically, um, ultimately they, they come, you know, like you said, through practice, it, it really goes deep and it has the same goal. Like um, besides having the mind, body, and spirit go together um, and filling the inside, on the physical level, um, yes, yoga. Um, okay, so we're talking about like postures, right? Like the, the body, right? Mm. So, um, when, when I have my clients privately, I would watch them and the way they move. And I would see everybody moves differently. Everybody has different set of bones and moves differently, right? But the way they move tells a lot about themselves. So I have some students, um, I recently have um, one student where she would come up um, into the up dog, right? As she come up to up dog, she's looking down all the time. Even if she's pressing down, she's looking down. And so that can tell a lot about the person. So I tell her to lift her chin, not looking all the way up, but just look forward having that chest broad and looking forward and then after that session she was telling me how how it opened her up and it made her feel like she she wanted to cry wow. and and so postures uh, the way you carry yourself changes so just like you know when you work out and when you go um when you do martial arts a lot of this power in postures make you really feel the, the boost of confidence and that's why some people who start out without confidence after going to the gym or after going to, to the dojo, they come out, they feel like they're better, more confident, right? More energy. Not because of the, the physical, of course, because of the physical practice, but the way they carry them, the way they move, they, the, the way they express themselves through the posture changes the way they, the, the mind works. So that, that's how um, I think the physical postures can change the way the, the mind works. Um, and, but also, in the physical training, we can go too much because of the ego, right? right. Get, get injured. So the reason why I have so many different other um, trainings is because I find healing from different arts. So example, um, when I'm doing and sometimes I get some injuries in, in doing yoga because of my own ego, because of being not aware. And of course, I still get that as well. And um, no one's perfect, right? And then I found healing in Qigong. So because of the injury, I was like, okay, I'm going to do something gentle. And I started to do some Qigong exercises and then completely healed the, the, the pain that I had. So I was like, okay, it helps it complements each other right. so um that's why i started to, to to build on it to build on this um well that, so that i have more tools to to help people you know that's yeah. why could you share i mean just for the technical or like the basics of it what what is qigong and what is the difference with yoga how how do these disciplines uh, differ and at the same time how are they the same okay so um Basically, Qigong and the Indian yoga is very, very similar, okay? So one is the Chinese yoga, one, one is the Indian yoga. Basically, a long time ago, I mean, China and India is connected. So they would, they would um, go to each other, yeah. share the knowledge with each other. So a lot of, a lot of the practice, um, say, say um, alternative nostril breathing, 
there's also in both of the and also putting the tongue on the roof of your mouth when you meditate and stuff like that um there's a lot of similarities they share and basically i think that all of this healing arts out there from reiki reiki is basically another form of qigong you know so it's just it's under the same umbrella you know and it's all connected so by learning all of them it does not make you i don't think like just because they're traditions right it's still it's still it's okay to to put them together yeah. because they really do complement each other so yeah that's basically it um and qigong so for qigong basically they they have more more exercises standing up and for yoga obviously you are on the mat going up and down mat lying down and all that um qigong works just like yoga where we work with the breath we flow with the breath but um i think qigong works more with the chi like the chi is the most important thing not not well also the posture because the posture influences the the chi flow so yeah they they're very similar because mind body and spirit yoga mind body and spirit the same the three um treasures jin chi and shen for for chi go and yeah it's just it just it's just so similar yeah um what else yeah that's pretty much the broad idea <laughs> it's it's very interesting yeah. how sorry it's very interesting how um in in those times you know even though they were very geographically far apart they they sort of came to similar experiences right so like you said earlier it's really not a book it's really about going with your human experience like you when you were discovering about how much better it is for you to go vegetarian that you didn't read that you should go vegetarian but you just felt like you know um it was a bit better for your practice it's it's really interesting how um it it's it's a natural thing so wherever you came from um you would have the same experience and that, that's that's one of the powerful things for me and and very helpful actually <laughs> to know so what is it for i, I want to go a bit more technical because you 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 are a breath coach and i i think that also the breath you know is one of the most accessible ways for people to go you know it's it, for me it's a, a lot a very powerful and i'm just getting into it you know my pranayama practice um studying a bit more of breathing exercises because uh people get intimidated by poses for example a lot and and they they get scared you know but i say that some you know you can there's something that's really accessible for you at the moment you know you would start with your breath just being aware of your breathing so what is it about about breathing that takes you to you know deeper into your mind for example so um when when i found out about the connection of why it's so why the breath why i went from the physical how women more like how did i connect the physical the breath and the mind together so i went from physical asanas right to meditation that would be the mind right and then i did the breath after that because i was still getting depressed i was getting depressed even after doing this practice and of course that's because the maturity of my practice wasn't there yet to being subtle enough to understand the breath and and then i i um for a period of time i was in depression like many people i'm sure at this day and age and um i found wim hof have you heard of Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right. So I took the course, the 10-week course with Wim Hof. 
And well, the first time I tried it, I was blown away because of how when I came back from that first round of Wim Hof Method, everything seemed so colorful, bursts of colors everywhere. And I was like, whoa. And, and the, the feeling was so dramatic because I was, before the, the, the session, I was down. After the session, I was like way up and ready to go, you know? And then, so I, I realized that there is, there is a connection between the breath to the nervous system, to all of it all, right? And so I started to go deeper into, I need to understand more. And then so I took up, that's when I got into, that's, what, that's where I get more um, interested into free diving mm. to, to understand the breath. And yeah, I actually didn't go too deep to free diving um, until recently, but I was more on the breath for a long time, just on my own understanding breath and then yeah and then all, everything came together but but breath is the most important for me like there's there are times that breath literally saved saved me because you know how when you have you ever had a panic attack yes and, I then, was you're, gonna say yes. and then you're like and then and then so when that happens uh, it, um I was just like, okay, then I don't know how it came to my mind, but I was like, okay, it was just there at the right time. I was like, okay, maybe I should try the breathing method that I learned. So I was like, okay, okay, count. Just count four in, four out. And I was like, and I did that for about three rounds and just three rounds. And I was normal, back to normal again. And I was like, okay, so it does work. It's not like some magic that it, you know, it might or may or may not work. No, it's, it actually worked. So, yeah, it, uh, um, what can I say? That's, that's the solid proof right there for me. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I put a lot of effort into learning um, breath work, and I, I love teaching breath work as well. It's very uh, powerful. You you said about panic attack. This was also how I got to really go deeper into it because it's the same experience I had. You know, I was on a plane and and I, I had my very first panic attack. I, I thought, you know, the plane was going to go down because the oxygen was... And then I look up, I was just like, I'm the only one panicking here. So, you know, but yeah, it was really the breath. And I guess there's a physiological thing that happens, you know, that, that stimulates the the calming effect <laughs> and as you as you do your physical you know uh, um, physical training if you could add more awareness to your breath you know a lot of times you're like teacher says inhale circle your arms exhale you know it becomes so mechanical that you don't really appreciate the meaning of the breath right but once you understand how powerful the breath is and you actually flow with your breath, really be there with the breath, it changes the dimension of your practice, you know. That, that, um, so I was gonna say like, where I'm at right now, um, the, 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 the quote for where I'm at right now is that no man visits, visits the same river twice. Okay, so it's like every single day we do the same practice. We do the same um, sun salutations yeah. and all of that, right? But you're never the same tomorrow. You're a different person. That's a different sun salutation that you're doing. Every time you go into it, something changes. And if, you're, if, you're, if your attention is aware enough, then you'll know, you'll understand what changed. But it's about how much attention you give it, how much, how much um, focus you have in your practice, and how much understanding comes from that attention that you put into, you know? So yeah, um, basically, from my talk to get today of um, physical, the physical, what is it called? The physical, the majestic body. <laughs> Or the body right 
basically coming from the body it's good that you're coming from the body but i wouldn't say that just because you're good in martial arts you're gonna have no no mental problem mental issue yes you will have a, a, a elevated confidence you will have aspects of your life will change but there's deeper than that there's always deeper than that in this journey this just keep it this it goes deeper and deeper you know and then the, and then it's always different once you go into the practice don't don't be like oh yeah this again you know oh, this, we're doing this again no no every time you're doing this it's different you know you get better you get better and when you get to the peak you break through that peak and then you would have something else something else that's it you know it's beautiful it's beautiful art um at, at one certain place where I, I was i was like okay i was afraid you know what if one day i get bored of this what if one day i i do so many repetitions i'm just bored of it and i realized that by now i don't i won't feel that way because i have so many breakthroughs already mm-hmm. you know within this few years and no, who knows more, how many more breakthroughs I will have with the, with the journey. So I'm very just looking forward to it and not expecting anything. Just focus on my practice every day. And that's, that's where, I'm, where I'm at with my physical practice. You know? Being aware, being uh, more mindful. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, that's very, very nicely said because I've had people tell me, you know, oh, yoga is uh, this again. Uh, we're doing this again. You know, it's a very slow kind of practice. I'm not for slow practices. I'm more of a, you know, I'm more of a like rough <laughs> kind of thing. I always get this, but. <laughs> Yasa, you want like Ashtanga. You want like something <laughs> like you're sweating and everything. But now. I enjoy yin so much that I love teaching yin yoga, you know. <laughs> I think yin, when I took yin, I didn't actually think it was very easy. I, I had a hard time. It was, I think it was painful, <laughs> but it felt good, right? Because I guess I didn't stretch that way before. It's like once you're at a certain level, you practice and yourself, you, you start to you, you evolve, you know. But when, like I said, when you're evolving in this journey, don't think you're better than anyone else because you're evolving. You know, just because you move from one practice to another, or you even if you're staying in this practice and you're getting better and better and better, you're still. It's just one dimension. Everybody's journey in one different dimension, and no one is better. Different level doesn't mean it's different level sideways. Yeah. You know, different level like this. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all it's all relative. So even if we're you know we can both do handstand, for example, doesn't mean we're at the same you know space. <laughs> yeah. it, it basically means we're all in the same space. Whatever you wherever you're at, you're in the same. Can you you can do a handstand? I cannot do a handstand. We're in the same space. You know, we're in the same place. You you're deeper somewhere else. I'm deeper somewhere else. We ha- we all put more time somewhere else, but we're all on our own journey to happiness to to being to finding our own peace you know and that's the most important there's no competition who gets there first or there's no i'm more enlightened than you i'm more spiritual than you everybody is on their own level you know we all very powerful because of especially people who are just starting the practice you know they're very intimidated and say i'm not flexible you know the usual um, I don't know how to meditate. I can't quiet my mind. And they compare this with people who have been practicing for years. So That's why, that's why, that's why the question is not, you, you're not flexible in the body or you're not flexible in your mind. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> it's a very good one. So I, I was going to ask also, since you touched a little on it, was there a, a difficult time in your life that you could share and how this you know how this practice helps you get through this um how does it transform you and equip you to get through the tough times um i think that um when you're there the universe will give you the solution you know 
So when you're ready, the universe will give you. Um, I really believe in the universe. Have the way that I've, I've the, the, the road that I'm on is entirely directed by the universe. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't alter it. You know, I let it happen. And of course, I go out there and I know what I want. I go out there and try to, to get it. But when the universe says it's something else, it's meant to be something else, I, I fold. I bend with the, I bend with the wind. And um, uh, that's very important because, you know, the, most of the, the problem, the unhappiness and the disappointment came from because we want something so much that when you didn't get it your way, you're, you become, you have problems, then you have problems. But really there's none. You just have to understand that there's something, what you're, you, what you're meant to, your journey will heal, heal you, will, will, will bring you to wellness. Just allow it to take you there, you know? So um, I think that when I was doing my physical practice, I needed that. That was what I, that's what helped me. When I was having my depression, I had my breath work. That's what helped me. And then, you know, it, the, 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 um, just steps that we go through in life and it's there for you to, to take. And I took it, you know, when it's there. That's what helped me got through my problems. And, um, but you have to have to develop that certain um, awareness to it. So sometimes it's there, but you don't even realize because you're too busy chasing money. You're too busy chasing material things, right? And then you neglect uh, your wellness. And then, you know, that's when the imbalances happen in your life. So meditation um, is what's the foundation for me, all right? You have to find that uh, stillness, when you find a time for stillness, then you to, to allow the dust to settle, and then you would know better, naturally. You know, you don't have to, it does not mean that if you read a lot of books, you would know better, no. But sometimes you have to allow all that to settle, and then give it some time for your body to know, to, because our body knows how to heal. Our body what, what you need, what you naturally need, because we're aligned to nature, you know, just like all animals naturally knows what to do. You know how animals, when they're sick, they stop eating, they fast. Mm -hmm. They know that. They know what, they know what um, water, like the horse is outside. They know what, what water is it clean to drink. So if the horse starts to drink water outside where there's no water, you've, the horse starts to drink the water, you know it's clean, you can drink it. They know these things, but you know these things. You just you just got disconnected to it. So we just have to bring ourselves back to what we're supposed to be, one with the nature, one with ourselves, you know, and to, to the foundation for that is simply sit. I have this friend who has a guru. Her guru always, whenever any, anything happens, he says, sit. That's all he says, sit. It's very important, sit, you know, what sitting. What is it about sitting, you think? What is it about sitting that, that helps when, when, you're, when a lot of things are happening to you? Well, like I said, it's like, um, it's like allowing the dust to settle, um, clearing, allowing the, the, the thoughts to pass, you know, all that what's clouding in your mind to pass, you know, because if you keep functioning, and you keep having that cloud in your, in, in your head and you're functioning every day, bombarded with all that. Mm. You know, basically, what my master in Qigong says, death by a thousand cuts. You know, you basically, the environment is killing you with all this toxic around COVID, with everything. And then now you're putting yourself in excessive stress uh, with work, with everything. And then with your habits of how do you cope with with that stress you know like oh 
once you're stressed, you go smoke a cigarette, which is more stress, which is more, you know, and then uh, you're killing yourself without, because of all this cloud, you think like, oh, smoking would help you. But then you didn't think that it would kill you or you do, but you don't care. Or what is it that, you know, I don't get it. How <laughs> you don't get it. I admit I used to smoke. I stopped it naturally with yoga as well. Yeah. It just happened. I didn't have to, to, you know, it just happened. Um, so, uh, sorry, I, I lost my train of thought. What was that again? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was asking how the, the, the sitting helps um, when you, these times come when there's a lot happening in your life. Now, um, when we sit down, we allow our mind, ourselves, to come back to ourselves, know our true nature, and without the influences of the outside factors, you know, um, when you meditate, things come up. Yeah. Okay, a lot of things come up. The brain will keep coming. The brain will keep working. Even when you sleep, the brain will keep working. But allowing them to pass and allowing them to just be, you begin to build a different perspective, to see it from different angles, you know? And when you start to see, see it from different angles, then you could start living a better life. So there's this um, other, this another story that I want to share, um, which I learned it as well from the Zen temple. Mm -hmm. um, so there was this guy who really likes antiques. Okay. He went into an antique store one day and then he saw a vase as a centerpiece. He walked up to the vase and then he was looking at the vase. It was beautiful, right? He asked the seller how much this was, and the seller says uh, it was one million, right? He looked at it, and he looked under the vase. It says 300 BC, and then he was like, okay, this is old. You know, this entire thing is it's well kept. This is worth the money. He bought it. He went home, right? He displayed it there, and then the first day he was looking at it. Amazing, beautiful, right? Second day, he was looking at it and he's just like appreciating it. Third day, he was looking at it. And he was like, he was thinking, something is just not right. What's going on here? Why am I feeling something? And he went up to the base. He started looking at it. What's going on? What? And then he was like, oh, I get it now. Why? Why? Why do you think why? I don't know. Okay. Well, so he looked on the vase and he says 300 BC, right? And then he realized, oh, wait a second. People from 300 before Christ won't write 300 BC. <laughs> they make it, right? It would just be a normal vase. Right. <laughs> um, so so that's, the, that's, the, that's why we meditate. If, when we meditate, we allow the... the the wanting of that thing to settle, right? Mm. So that when you go outside, you can see things without greed, without jealousy, without hatred. And then when you look at the vase, you would know, ah, okay, this is not real because your, your mind is clear. You're not clouded by the illusion of this beautiful vase and the age of it. You're mm. just seeing the reality. Then you, then you would naturally go towards a better life, you know, better decisions in life. And that which changes how you, uh, how you, the way you, the, the, the road that you take would be different if your mind is clear, right? Mm -hmm. um, so the foundation of physical is sit, I would say. Sitting down before you, you do any exercise, any martial arts, boxing, whatever, you know, like, kendo or like karate before they start they would meditate and then they would do that art you know they would they would then perform the training but they would meditate and the mind has to be clear then you go into your physical exercises that's true that's the same with yeah. yoga right they they, they say in, in hatha there's not a lot of poses that you need you just need to master a few and learn to sit. Actually, the basic thing is sitting. <laughs> this is this is very powerful. So, so 
that's, that's also the reason why whenever in my class I would have, um, I would normally have my students sit for a bit, collecting thoughts, collecting our mind, centering ourselves. Mm. Really, you know, I don't believe that there is such thing as guided meditation. Really? I don't believe that um, there's only guided contemplation, and I don't believe that there's guided meditation. So I believe that uh, when you meditate, yeah, obviously there's there 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 a way to do it. Once you know the way, you do it. You don't need somebody to be there and telling you what to do. If you go, if you would go to the Zen temple, you don't hear the the, the abbot telling you now count one count two no 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 what would happen is she would tell you what to do and then everybody become quiet you would do it you would meditate that's meditation you know allowing whatever advice to come on you from the inside if you meditate and have somebody feed you what it is then how is that from your own you know how are you releasing your own emotion you know when you meditate and all that thoughts that's coming up is the thought that you um that stresses you that you need to release. That's why the brain keeps throwing it out. Yeah. And yes, allow those things to, throw, to be thrown out and you'll feel better afterwards because the body releases it when you meditate. And so if you, if you listen to somebody's words while you're meditating, you're just guided by that person into, into his world. But you're not in your own world, feeling your own world, you know? Mm -hmm. What's going on? What am I, you know? missing here what am i you know not reflecting inward so so yeah <laughs> so it's not like it's not coming out naturally from you it's, it's you i guess it's a form of concentration right you're you're concentrated on someone's voice or or direction but it's not really mind is moving right your mind is moving to whatever he's saying and and it's just you know it's always easier when someone is guiding you right? Like when you go to a class, it's always good because you know that the teacher will tell you what to do and you, ha you can say, okay, I'm going to let go now. And you take, you take me through this, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> go for the ride. Yes. But it's hard when you actually do it yourself, just like meditation. You sit down there on your own and you think you're an idiot. You know, you're like, what am I doing here? I'm like wasting my time. Like, no, no. It's once you, once you listen and, and really listen to what's subtle within you. You realize that this is magic, you know? And you wouldn't, you wouldn't think you're, you're crazy. You would think everyone else is crazy. <laughs> but you're saying a little bit, at least, a little bit more, you know? No, but, but then, you know, it's a joke, but, but, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, that's why I believe in that meditation should be something practiced that comes naturally on your on your own and dealing with this on your own and because it's like um you know how even if a teacher is so smart and intellectual i can teach you everything but if your mind if yourself is not is not ready to grasp mm -hmm. then you will not get it so it's, it's similar to this, you know, how you, if you, if whatever you're ready for, you're going to understand it on your own. And when that understanding happens, it will be like this, right? Obviously, it would be good if someone else can come and touch you and give you that click. But most, in most of our days, we have to rely on ourselves, you know, and that can happen by meditating. It can happen. You can listen to yourself. You can, you know, like they say, the first guru is yourself. You know, it's inner guru. You listen to that inner guru. And then, then you would, you know, lucky, if you're lucky enough, you would have to find another guru outside that helps you along the journey. And everybody could be a guru if you listen <laughs> and pay attention enough, right? Even animals could be a guru. Situations, things can learn. You can learn from everything. Once you develop that awareness, and to develop that awareness, you have to sit. Simple as that. So sitting is the physical 
the first physical thing that you have to do, sitting down. Learn how to sit down without thinking your, what you have to do later, without thinking what the future, the past. Let go of time, the concept of time. Let go of everything and just let it be. And then come out with a new perspective and go about, you know, everything else. And, and why do you think it's hard? So when you teach someone who's just beginning, you know, meditation, why do you think it's hard for them to, to sit down or they don't know, they really don't know how to access this? this um, you know, coffee lovers and wine lovers, alcohol lovers, right? You give them a cup of coffee, they know if it's, if it's good or bad. But if you give me a cup of coffee, I'll be like, they all taste the same. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so, um, it's just about the awareness of the taste of the, you know, the practice, the more you practice, the more you drink it, the more, you know, oh, okay. So this the one tastes like this and this one tastes like that. And then, so you have to, the, the most important thing is practice, right? Practice is important. Practice is, is, is um, all of what we're doing is a practice every single day. Right. Yeah. That's true. That's- that's my, uh, just do it just start just start it <laughs> because people get very self-conscious right like you said what am i doing i feel stupid sitting here and not knowing what to do but then yeah it's just a matter of starting the practice so in 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 relation to you know this whole situation this whole covid situation that everyone is stuck at home <laughs> everyone is is um having to face their own, their self, which they haven't had to do in, in, in years because they were, we were all busy, you know, working hard and, and building things. And now they're all, a lot of them are crumbling and we're all questioning what's happening because we've attached ourselves to these things. So how, how do you think these people can cope, you know, um, and in this situation? What, what simple like exercises can you share, for example, like meditation or these simple breath works? Yes. Um, there are a lot of a lot of things that that you can simply do. Um, at the top of my mind, there's just a, a whole lot, you know, from breath work, meditation to everything. But if I could pick one, um, currently, so it's it's they, you know nothing is better than the other, obviously. But this one that um, that. I think would be good for everyone, um, fitting for older people, young, younger people, everyone could do it. And um, also I would suggest that if you could have a airflow, don't trap yourself inside. So if, you're, if you have a rooftop, go on the rooftop. If you have a park, go to the park don't hide yourself and be like, oh, there's COVID, like, oh, you know, I'm going to cover myself. You need, you know, you have to, it, you build up resistance out there, you know, you still need to go into the, the outside somehow, one day or another. So go out today, you know, and when you go out, then you can do this exercise, which, would, which it would be really good for your chi. So, um, when you have a good chi, you have a good um, resistance to diseases as well. And this is a very good exercise for cultivating the chi statically and um, allowing the chi to flow naturally. It's called zhuang um, in Chinese. So zhuang is basically standing like a tree. Mm-hmm. So you go outside and you stand like a tree. Basically, your, 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 your feet are planted to the ground knees softly bend and you have your arms in front of you your hands are shoulder width apart and your fingers are facing towards each other soft so the, the fingers are not widely spread not close like this but just softly grab your elbows are soft mm-hmm. your shoulders are relaxed and then you begin to just focus at one point maybe even close your eyes and even that that's this one saying that um the way you open your eyes, the way you look at things, the way you close your eyes also tells a lot about you. So, so that in my class, 
I would see when people are closing their eyes and they're opening. I would know what they need. I would know what's going on somehow. A little bit, a little bit of it. Not the whole entire story. I would know what they need. So whatever you feel, you want to close your eyes, you can close your eyes. You want to open your eyes, you can open your eyes. You want to look widely or you want to look at one point is up to you. And you just stand and hold and breathe into your lower belly. And simply just breathe. Through the, in your mouth, through your nose. And then hold here for five minutes at first. Simply just hold it. Five minutes. That's it. Just doing that. And then the next week, maybe add on 10 minutes. Until you build up to 20 minutes standing here. And see what happens. Just um, if anyone is listening and they are doing it, just find me and tell me and if they have any questions, tell me what they're experiencing and I would know what's going on and what to do, you know, what else to do after that. Um, so that's, that's a very good practice, which I do personally every day. Yeah. And you'll, you'll know, you'll realize that five minutes becomes really short. You know, at first you're like five minutes and you're like... <laughs> and then, How do you hold this for five minutes? Yeah. Yeah, and it sounds think, simple, but you know, it sounds simple, but holding it for a time is yes, But it builds up. You become stronger, you know, and then it builds up. You get better, and then you feel better. You know, a lot of actually, a lot of um, hospitals in in China are using this as a healing for this the sick the patients, and uh, and a lot of patients. So Shingo now are mostly um, working together with the hospitals now. Mm. So when like Western medicine mixed with um, Chinese medicine as well. This is and, in China. Really, yeah. that's wonderful. Because mm. um, Ch Chinese medicine has been there around for, for, yeah. for forever. And in Taiwan, I mean, they're everywhere as well, you know? And um, so uh, a lot of patients, they found no cure with the Western way, or some don't want to have surgery because it would be life-threatening, they find cure with Qigong, you know. And they're, 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 I wouldn't say that they, um, their patients, I wouldn't say that this cures cancer. I wouldn't say this like magic, but they would definitely support it. Uh, and, and I'm 100% certain that there's studies out there that supports that it supports healing. Mm -hmm. uh, um, with medicine of the West and uh, together. But there are people who also got healed without the Western healing. You know, my master, um, he had a back injury from a car accident, which he was told that he needs surgery in the back. Yeah. And he said he would put it on hold and he went to his master and asked for a way to help his back. And he did a, he did an exercise of a qigong exercise for two years, and it completely cured his back. So the, so it's possible. And I myself have back problems, which was cured by this qigong movement. And so I believe that that um, further solidified my belief to the system. I, I personally, you know, personally, I, I believe this way also because like I, I told you before, my, my Kokoro coach had the same experience in, in his diagnosis with multiple sclerosis and I witnessed him also um, help people heal from certain um, injuries and sickness. So it's very wonderful and it's a good, you know, I, I like knowing that, that in China they're working closely with the hospital and, and uh, Qigong. <laughs> they would suggest you to a uh, Chinese medicine doctor as well. So it's, I think the Chinese side, they really have that already, naturally. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something, I forgot. Okay, <laughs> okay, I think, I mean, if you remember, then you can tell me. So that, that, I, I think that that's okay for our time for now and I'll I'll post this and I'm sure that people will want to, you know, get in touch with you and know more about what you do. Like you said, doing the triples, what, what they feel. 
I'll also include it in my own practice. I'll try it. <laughs> and how do they get in touch with you? Where do they find you? So um, I have um, my my personal website, www.skyon.yoga. And now I'm currently actually, um, I am gathering yoga teachers um, and creating this community. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I call I call it Chin Yoga Life. Basically, yoga life. yoga life. So and it's gonna be it's gonna be a website as well, and there's gonna be classes held there, and all the te- all my teachers. Well, I don't I would I wouldn't want to call it mine, but like <laughs> us, we will we will share our yoga and. Um, uh, Basically, Chi Yoga Life is about a lifestyle, okay? So um, we don't just do yoga and then that's it, mm-hmm. right? Live the yogic lifestyle. Like uh, right after you finish our class, you can hop into the blog section and learn something about the yogic way of life. And we would, we would uh, put out how to how to live a yogic way and in in this community it's not just yoga basically there would be qigong there would be reiki there would be whatever form of healing arts and disciplines out there that anyone wants to share um, on wellness and um that helps people you know Mm -hmm. so my i i I don't want to make it sound so like this is important or anything but what I want to do, basically, is to strip consciousness of people, you know, and take, hopefully, enough people to help shape the world better. Um, yeah, by eating compassionately, you know, treating the world better, right? And so, um, I don't judge personally, you, I don't judge people who eat meat or anything, you know. <laughs> Um, like I said, everyone's on their journey. If they want to eat me, they can eat me. But I am shining my own light. And my teacher, not my teacher, us, we are shining our, each of our own light. And um, yeah, you, you, anyone who wants to learn, who, who thinks that it adds anything to their life can take it and apply it to their life and see how it um, helps them out, you know? Simple as like having a smoothie in the morning instead of bacon and eggs, you know, (laughs) stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, um, it's it's just something fun that we we, that I want to do that helps Mm -hmm. that helps at the same time. And check it out. Check it out. Yeah, definitely. I I look forward to this. Actually, I I would want to see a community of teachers getting together for this. And I support what you're doing. Thank you so much for sharing it. And I hope <laughs> to meet you soon in person and I'll, I'll take your class soon so I can experience it for myself. So thank you for your time, Sky. I, I will stop recording now. And just keep going. I can talk for you. <laughs> Let me just hit, hit the, the stop recording thing here. Okay, so to the question, uh, um, what is health to you? How do you see, view health? Right, so um, health is when, obviously when you feel good inside, but physical health is when you can function in your maximum potential. So when you have the full range of motion, when you're aware of how to move your body, you know, that's, that's, a healthy body for me. It's not about that you can carry a boulder in your shoulder. It's not about you can carry something big in front of you, you're carrying it and you're like big and strong, but you have a back problem or like, but if you have, you know, a lot of people who are big and strong have problem, you know? And so they can't, sometimes they can't even scratch their backs or 
you know, they can't even, it's not, they can't even stretch their arms over their head. I know, I know, well, I came from really stiff body and I am still stiff, but, you know, after I found my range of motion, it changes a lot um, with not just the way I think, the way I feel as well. Um, so that's my view of a healthy body. Is very powerful because I also encountered students who are really like you know their their legs their hips are very stiff and there's a sort of release when you learn to find the mobility in these areas right your, your shoulder your chest your spine so yeah I think it's very yeah they they all hold um if it's not muscular tension that's holding your 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 posture down is the, the the trauma that holds you down you know so by unlocking the chest then you start to express those emotions that you have the grief and sadness that you carry on your shoulders the the weight on your shoulders starts to lift and then you start to release them you know so that changes a lot the way yeah the way we think helps it helps you like i said it helps you the posture helps you but a healthy body has to be functional, right? Yeah. So being able to carry your own weight, being able to run when you want to, uh, walk when you want to, swim when you want to, jump when you want to, sit for an hour if you want to, you know? Yeah. And Freedom. If you can do that, then, then, then forget about trying to look good, you know? For me, it's not about, oh, that guy has six pack and, and you know, all that cuts and he must, like, he must be healthy. No, no, it's about if you, if you look all that, but you cannot sit still, then what good is all those muscles for, you know? If you can do all that, but uh, if you look all that, but you cannot, uh, you, you move slowly and like stiff, right? And yeah. Just a functional body, function function over the looks is more important. So that's a healthy body, because a lot of sick people look really buff, look I mean look really really fit, but they're not healthy here. They're not healthy you know, everywhere. So yeah, it's yeah. a good point. <laughs> Thank you. So let me just put that on pause.